0: No glasses. What? I didn't bring my glasses. Oh, fuck. I'm good.
1: I got a pair there. They're
0: not bad. This ain't too bad.
1: You need glasses yet? Yep. You do?
2: Yep. Just for far away stuff.
1: Just for far away? Yeah. Oh, so you're not like old man yet.
2: Well, not like... (laughs) Like, I, I can't read the TV. The guide on the TV. Right. I can't read that shit.
1: But if you had to like look at a cereal box and read a cereal box, you I could... can.
2: Yeah, I can read like a book and all that stuff.
1: You don't have to take a picture of a cereal box and then blow it up on your phone. No. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! It's brutal, terrible. <laughs> it's like a light switch, dude. It's like a light switch. You can see fine like that. Like you're like oh, I can read like no problem. And then yeah. one day, yeah. you just can't fucking see anything, anything at all.
2: Mm-hmm. But like from where from where you're sitting, if you had the guide up on that TV, I couldn't read it. No kidding. That's
0: fucked. I'm good that way, but like instructions on a can of soup, not a chance. I take a picture.
2: My wife's the same way. Yeah. She's just like the uh, pharmacy glasses just off the rack. Yeah. But how old is she? 43.
1: Oh, yeah. That's about the time. That's about the time it gets you. I was lucky. I think I made it to – I think I made it to – 46, and I was still like hearing all my friends dropping around 40 where they were going blind, and then I was like, I don't know, I'm 46, I'm still doing it. And then fucking is gone, like it wasn't even, it didn't d- d- gradually go away. It was like one day, it seemed like one day I had it, one day I was blind as a bat, couldn't read a thing. And you got at first you just start to notice you're like I can't see in the dim light. You think yeah. it's just the lighting, right? You're this like, computer screen's bugging me. Yeah, something's wrong with the screen. Yeah, I got yeah. a new monitor. Yep. And then you realize, oh, I'm just old. I
2: was in denial for a while.
1: Yeah. It just sucks. them. It sucks the world being of difference, though. Oh yeah, it sucks being limited, man. In any way, like when you used to be good at something and then all of a sudden you're not good at something, and and it's just because you're deteriorating. Like you're just like <laughs> your body saying, "Nope." Yeah, you really—it really does suck. Like, what can I do to fix that? It was like nothing. Like, you're just old now. Yeah. Same with gray hair. Yeah.
0: Your body's like, you don't need color. <laughs> that hair can die. I gotta keep your heart going.
1: Yeah, like gray chest hair was a real like uh, upsetting thing. Now I'm kind of like, I'll let it go. Gray pubes are still like, fuck them. Yep. You know, like nobody wants. To see gray pubes on no, anyone. Not even old people. No, not even old people. No. The only, I think the only person that should really shave their vagina are old people or shave their privates, old people. If you're young, you got a nice black mane of hair for your <laughs> crotch, like you let that fucker go.
0: That's what it's supposed to be. Just like the seventies.
1: Yeah. I always think about that It's like, you know, I'm not saying vaginas are ugly, but You got to say if a vagina was a person, they would have a a character face, (laughs) you know, they would be the type of face that you would say you should keep the beard, you know, (laughs) when they shave the beard and you see more of their character face, you're like, eh, it probably should have a beard on it, you know? And that's why it surprises me that the fashion of vaginas had gone so much to bald when that leaves them exposed to see how hideous they truly are, you know? Just the porn industry. Just put a fucking mustache on it or something to cover it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, when I started watching pornography when I was a kid, you'd watch pornography. To see the bush. Yeah. Like you, I would look at Playboys and Penthouse and all that, and I still really didn't know what a vagina looked like. Even when they would show the lips, there's so much hair and... All that stuff in the in the mix, that you really didn't know what the definition of it looked like, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't that graphic either, like that was enough for porn, and then they kept raising the bar of porn, you know, and then now it's all you got to be banging your stepmother or your something like that in order to make it worth. What the hell is gonna happen like in twenty years, where they keep raising the bar, you know? Now we're already in incest is the most popular thing. What's next? You know, it's going to be like... Uh, A beautiful full circle again. Just missionary porn. You think that people... I think that what's going to happen is that um, eventually people will stop um, re- associating real life to porn. Like, it'll eventually become so, like, not like... Like, they'll be like... Kids will be like, Well, oh, you know, there's porn, but that's, that's not... I don't want to, like have to always choke a person down and spit in their <laughs> face, you know? I just want to, like, you know, have a nice, uh, you know, romantic time with my partner and put my, put my privates in their privates. Like a
0: lovemaking know? session.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? A little just one-on-one, blow out the goo and go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't need to fucking make a rape fantasy for you or whatever, get you stuck in the dishwasher. <laughs> or, <laughs> what does it have to be? They had it in
2: uh, it a... Demolition Man, that movie. It wasn't at all virtual reality. There was no touching.
1: And they were they had porn virtuality porn?
2: Yeah, they had to put these fucking headsets on and you A weren't suit? allowed to touch or anything like that is Demolition
1: Man, um Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullocks. And
2: uh Dennis Rodman.
1: <laughs> but Dennis Rodman, no,
2: no no no, it wasn't Dennis Rodman, sorry. It was uh Wesley Snipes with blonde hair.
1: <laughs> That's so racist, man. <laughs> I see <laughs> it though. <laughs> no, you could get those two mixed up because of the blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't remember that movie though.
2: Uh It was set in the future. hmm And you got uh ticketed for, for swearing.
1: We're right to okay. swear anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do kind of remember that movie now. I just don't remember the is there I get it mixed up with Judge Dredd. Is that also uh Sylvester Stallone?
0: Yeah, he was in that movie. Was he? Judge I don't Dredd. think I ever seen that one.
1: No. That sounds like
0: a Sylvester Stallone. I think you're right.
1: What about, uh, um, t- uh, who was in Tango and Cash? Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Goldie Hans husband. Oh, and Kurt Russell? Yeah. It was Sylvester Stallone was the other guy? I think so. In Tango uh, K- I have to look that I've never up. seen that one either. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm going to say maybe not Sylvester Stallone and Tango and Cash. It was. I think it was, you got the one guy right. But, uh, yes, uh, I don't know about Stallone. Oh, it is. It yeah. is? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's the one guy in
0: Tango and Cash. Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, and Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher, um,
1: who was pretty hot back in the day. Superman girl,
0: right? She went not see on the Superman TV show.
1: Yeah. But when you now it seems like, you know, it's like saying uh, you think, um, what's her name? Like Kathleen Turner is hot, right? Cause, yeah. uh Because... She was hot. She, romance is stone. Kathleen Turner was hot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she was like the furthest thing from hot. You know, she was just like an old lady with a, with a, like a man's voice.
0: You ever seen a picture of that girl
1: from Top Gun? Oh, I heard she fell apart. Kelly, Kelly? Kelly McGillis. She, she also aged on not well. Not well. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: She right? looks like Kenny
1: McGinnis. Really? <laughs> yeah. Went very
0: masculine, eh? Yep.
1: Uh, you know Nicole Eggert? Yep. Baywatch girl. Baywatch girl, right? She did a whole like spoof where she showed her old uh, body, like in the old Baywatch stuff, and then like she just kinda like embraced the fact that she had gotten not as hot. Mm-hmm. She what? packed on quite a few pounds, didn't she? Yeah, I think she did, yeah. yeah. Who
0: is the the girl from the Halloween movies?
2: Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah.
0: She's she got old looking. But she's old. But she still looks good though. Yeah. Like she
1: still looks good and looks like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. I remember she used to do yogurt commercials. Jamie Lee Curtis's tits in Trading Places were really good. That I didn't expect to see. Hey, do you remember Trading Places?
0: I remember the movie. I don't remember seeing her boobies.
1: Oh yeah, you see her tits in that one. Like full on, full, full tits in that Halloween week. too. I think in Halloween you see her tits too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was a. Uh, she had a, uh, she, and then in the True Lies, she was just in the lingerie, but she was in good. Hell shape of a dancer, G- good shape for that. But still, like face, butter face, I think more of a butter. <laughs> yes, face, you know, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. She's, anyway, she's nope. Yep. What nope? Yeah, she, Jamie Lee Curtis, not not you know, didn't age poorly. No, but didn't age the best. You know, and then you like. Most people aren't going to look like they did. Like you watched that Friends reunion or whatever. No, of course you didn't. No one did. If you watched the Friends reunion, none of you guys watched that shit, right? Because it's, it's no. if you did, I would be definitely Wes. You'd be down a peg. You'd still be on the show, but you would be in danger of losing your favorite um, position. That's fair. If you, if you watch the French Union and especially if you enjoyed it, if you watched it because you know, you had to, and you, and you made fun of it, you made your wife was into it and you were doing it cause you, Seems I like would you understand, understand but you still are going to be not seen as, as well in my eyes. But anyways, if you, from what I did see of like the previews or whatever, the stuff they got on the clip, when you're going down the, 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 the clicker is, uh, they're all old, you know, they're mm-hmm. all got a lot older, right? And I think that, uh, like, you can't really say any of them. They all look like funhouse versions of their characters from when they were on the show, right? Like, no one really looks that good. The, the Lisa Kudrow is probably the most normal, like the most the same. Courtney Cox got into the surgeries.
0: Yeah. She got her boobs, and then her lips were pretty... Uh...
1: Yeah, I watched that show for a while. I watched that show Cougar Town, uh, way yeah. back when, and it took me like a few episodes to get over the fi- the lips and, and all the work, you know, yeah. like, before I could just get into the character because I couldn't get over the, how much the face got messed up. I thought she was fine before. Yeah, like uh, what you know, like uh, Meg Ryan. Whoa. she did the same thing, eh? Yeah, natural beauty. She went and fucked her face up. That girl from. Oh, the dancing Nicole movie, Kidman, Patrick Swayze. Oh, uh, oh that girl. She had good plastic surgery. She looked great, but yeah. she looked nothing like nothing herself. nothing like yeah Jennifer Grey, yeah. right? And then she didn't even look like herself. And then no. she couldn't get the work.
0: Nicole Kidman, you were saying?
1: Yeah, Nicole Kidman too. For a while there, she looked she looked like she almost unrecognizable. But I think over time, it either like absorbs in your face or you. Or someone says hey. Someone Whoa. says like take some of that stuff out. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, because you don't really look young. You just look. Fake. You just look fake. Yeah. You just don't look old. They're like, you look like this, what a fake version. So I hear even about like people in their 20s who get plastic surgery, and then they look like an, a person in their 60s who who got a plastic surgery. You can always tell by you looking know? at their
0: arms, though. Yeah, that's true. Right? They, they got a nice, tight face and bingo underarms.
1: Yeah, you can't do nothing about those arms, man. Oh. You got those flabby, like, scrotum arms. <laughs> you're going to get those when you're old, man. Yeah. Yeah, just jiggle. That's all you can do. Yeah. Well, uh, should this lead us into the commercial? Or should we just play the fucking theme song and get this thing going? Yeah, I don't know. You uh, want to do the commercial first? Uh, you know what? Let's uh, uh, let's let's give the people a good old fashioned theme song. All right. Welcome everybody, we are the Dutch All with Pete Van Dyke Uh, I am your host Pete Van Dyke And today we have uh, a season 8 all-star team I would say as always Uh, We have running the board Our co-host Kevin Van Dungeon is here everyone Oh, that is so hard on (laughs) yourself That is it So hard on yourself You gotta work on that, Kev I think we can get you some better help uh, (laughs) I think I need it Because you, you have a low opinion of yourself with that applause and we're making his return to the hall the from the nocturnal emissions my favorite of all those people that ever played instruments in the nocturnal emissions this is my favorite and he's back in the pool shed ladies and gentlemen the balls of the nocturnal emissions whiskey Wes hagans everyone
0: He get a long one
1: As long as Beavers deck that applause. <laughs> and I am uh, your host and two times, two times president of the club, award winner Pete Van Dyke.
0: Dude. That's long one too. That looks great. Oh, you get the fade out.
1: Oh, the, Did you hear Ooh. that one guy in the back? He was like, he said he wanted to make sure that you heard that he was still clapping. Yeah. You know? And I did hear it. One extra clap. Yeah. I'm going to call that guy... Uh, I like to pretend when I hear those applause that it's a person at home listening to the show. And I always think of an, uh, one listener, Billy Slayman. He tells me that he listens washing his dishes. He washes his dishes, and then he listens to our show while he washes the dishes. Nice. So that's who I like to picture that guy, that straggler clapper at the end. I think it's Billy Slayman. I think so, too. Um, so, people, this has been a big week. We've, we've kind of switched it up a bit. Uh, because we end every program with CUNTCU next Thursday... Um, and we had like a little scheduling issue with Thursdays. So we just, I decided what else could I do with, uh, the CUNT acronym. The only thing was Tuesday. That makes sense. And it turns out that was the original acronym. No kidding. Yeah. She's being a real see you next Tuesday. Mm. So we're doing a show on Tuesday now. They'll still be coming out on Thursdays. Don't worry about it. If you're an audio listener, you don't even know this is a Tuesday. It's a Friday, most likely, because you're driving to work or whatever. So who fucking cares when we're doing it? But we're working our way towards two a week, and we're still trying to keep... uh, We're trying to make it easier for people who who used to be part of the show, like Wes and like Michael, and maybe even someday, like our good buddy... uh, charters thanks a lot pete oh my god i forgot to introduce uh our co-host the the i'm so sorry He's sitting there in the frame you know minding his own business ladies and gentlemen charters robot everyone i forgot (laughs) charters robot you know he has been on the show now for uh about a month or two he is uh um uh by all accounts uh you know a successful invention on the program. He's he's served the purpose of replacing my friend Dave Charters quite well. And my favorite part about him is the fact that he doesn't like uh, the real Dave doesn't know anything about the fake Dave, <laughs> uh, the robot Dave. And I um had Dave's kids over to my my house for a swim, and uh, I I had him come check out the the robot. So now they know about it. And they have videos of it and everything, and they are not telling their dad. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. So he still doesn't know as far as I know, which makes me real happy. I'm hoping we can do it for, like, at least a year and eventually just make it uh, outrageous to the point where he has to acknowledge it. Come and face it. Where it gets back to him somehow and uh, where maybe he's like, we, we we go a little too far one week. <laughs> And then, then finally Dave has to confront me of it, or he's eventually just going to come in here one day and say, what the fuck is that? You know, which would be the best.
0: Well, I'd love to see him have an argument with his robot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I asked him to call in just to, just to like see him one time. He's now no, and, uh, so I don't know. I will, the kids, his kids seem to really like it. Yeah. And then I was a little af- afraid that they would see it as me poking fun at their dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe they wouldn't like me poking fun at their dad, but you know what? The one his one son said, um, "I wish I had a friend who loved me enough that he made a robot of me." Oh. Is what his son said. So yeah. he see, they see it as what it is. It's a flattering um, uh, <laughs> tribute to my dear, dear friend Dave. This yeah, robot, for right? Sure. It sure is, right, Dave? Yeah, why, what's your problem, man? I don't have a problem with you, buddy. <laughs> Everything's aces. Oh, that's oh fantastic. Charters, I want to get this thing going. So this is a game we tried. We're, we had in Wes and Kevin. We told them that this whole show is going to be called uh, Guess uh, How Pete Got Poison Ivy on His Dick, um, Oh, which is a good time to tell you um, I got Poison Ivy on my dick. Right? <laughs> okay. I've had it for about a week. I'm, I think I'm at the tail end of the poison ivy in my dick. I think I told you guys after last week's show mm-hmm. that uh, I did have the poison ivy in my dick. That was about the day I had the revelation that I, I knew it was that. It wasn't just a maybe a dry skin, maybe a little bit of uh, that the hairs growing uh, sideways, angry? making it itchy or something like that. I I finally had to admit it, admit it because there was three like uh, bumpy blistery kind of li- lines of irritation mm-hmm. and uh on my shaft and then uh as um it's incredibly itchy i was telling you before like you couldn't move your dick at all you couldn't like uh if you if you like were walking and your dick was moving in your underpants or something like that that would create enough friction that's going to make it so itchy you know if it changed positions at all, the only thing I could do for relief was uh, put an ice pack on my dick, you know, just to freeze it up so I wouldn't feel itchy. And then if you wait long enough, it'll dry up and it'll go away and it'll just reabsorb in your body. But when it dries up, it doesn't allow the skin because your dick is like a, it's like a chameleon, you know, it gets bigger and smaller and it changes shi- sizes and shapes. and stuff. Not colors though. No, oh, sometimes a Jesus color. I've I've had mine definitely more purple at times than others, you know. <laughs> I would say that. But uh the uh the uh, uh the skin that was like blistered up and it was drying, like it doesn't like contract like the rest of it. Uh-oh, right? So like you, everything else would kind of contract, but then the the blister or the bubble or the the irritation, it was just like look like like a uh, dinosaur scales, you know, mm-hmm. and it would just stay bubbled in the, in the front. Did you take any pictures? No. I no. didn't. But I would show it to my wife about once a day. <laughs> I would say like, <laughs> would you did- like to see my, you would like to see my dick and how it's doing. Uh-huh. And I would like, and then, uh, I would, and the kids would be like, have fun. You would know, she like, <laughs> to my wife. okay. Cause I would ask in front of the kids. So I would be like, Hey, you want to come see my dick and see how it's doing. And then she would, she is always curious, eh? She's mm-hmm. always curious to see what's up with it. So she would come and look at it. And uh, usually say not too much. No? No? Just <laughs> go, mm, you know? She's <laughs> observing. Yeah. And it would never turn into anything dirty. That's a sign of a good doctor, though. I know. You don't want to gasp. <gasps> no, but I would like someone to say, like, can I kiss it better? Yeah. And I'd be like, yep, you better get used to having poison ivy in your mouth. <laughs> 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 yes you may <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but she didn't say that at all in fact i've been on the shelf and since since this uh, uh, arrived like i've been on the shelf injured reserve yeah. yeah even just giving it a good old special time for yourself you know like you just want a little alone time mm-hmm. nope none of that because uh you would be just like frictioning up this b- bad boy you know yeah, you don't want to spread but you know as the healing process goes on uh, I tried different things to moisturize the area mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you put a little moisturizer on that thing and sometimes you get carried away. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you got to <laughs> rub it in good. Things happen. Yeah. Things happen. You're like, maybe this is the ticket. Maybe this is my way back in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you don't want to get poison ivy on your hands for Christ's sakes. No, heck no. No. But, uh, if I, but you know, I'm willing to take the chance sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you no. just you just have to right? you got to moisturize that's that's one thing you got to do anyways, it seemed to work, so what we decided to do is that it is not a like a, uh, you know a usual occurrence to get poison ivy on your dick most of the time you 'll get that stuff on your legs on your arms, that sort of thing, but uh, not on your dick, so I thought it would be a good game to play where we would um ask uh, the people in the room just go around and uh, come up with their best guess as to how Pete got the poison ivy on his dick, and then I will tell you the correct answer um, at the end of the show. But before we do that, we got to do commercial, and then we have to get to a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. (laughs) Welcome to feedback. We got feedback. This week's segment is brought to you at all, uh, brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to com and click on our Amazon banner, then you do your Amazon shopping, and then we get the money. Not Bezos. We're not going to spend it on a rocket ship to Mars or whatever. The fuck that guy's doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend it on um, this bullshit. <laughs> Candy. So yeah, you can't beat that. So I think you should do that. Go, out, go to our website, click on the banner, and do that stuff. And I also want to let you know about Dutch Hall's Patreon site. Thank you to Jen Husko, our only Patreon sponsor. She is, as a result, our queen, and we are at her beck and call to do whatever she wants us to do. We will gladly do it for Jen. If you would like to join her and have us be your bitches, mm. uh, please go to patreon.com slash Hall. And there's a lot of different options you can do to support the show. There's also some options there for small business if you're looking for a small business sponsorship. So go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. And uh, I saw, uh, you know, Kevin, you have a low opinion of yourself, right? We talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think maybe something you can think about. In my my case, uh, I've uh, achieved quite a bit of... uh, quite a bit of help from uh, therapy in the last few years, and that's why this late, this sponsor of our program is uh, so, we're, I'm so happy to have because I see the value of it for people out there, and, and that is our sponsor called BetterHelp. If you are, uh, if there's something that's interfering with your happiness or, or holding you back from achieving your goals, maybe you could uh, look at uh, Better help. Um, better help is a, uh, is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done discreetly. It's available worldwide. No matter where you're listening to this show, you can call better help and get, uh, get, uh, professional help. Um, within 48 hours, a professional therapist will, will contact you. And, uh, once you subscribe to the service, you really have access to them whenever you need them. If you're not happy with the therapist that you have, you can switch at any time. Um, it's a lot cheaper than conventional therapy, and you're still getting the access to professionals. We use it in our family, and I've used therapy like uh, the regular way. And this is like, to be honest, it's like half price. It's It really is a reasonable price for what you get because you can get way more help, and it's costing you just the one monthly fee, which is very reasonable in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and special deal for Dutch Hall listeners: uh, if you go to uh, Better or uh, if you go to BetterHelp.com, Dutch Hall listeners will get 10% off their first month. That's betterhelpcom slash Hall. That's betterhelpcom slash hall and i think that's it you're living a better li- start living a better life today thank you to better health for being a sponsor of this program What is it click for a better tomorrow i don't know what beaver said i forget <laughs> every week yeah click click for a better tomorrow click for a better tomorrow yeah i don't know what he did He was very happy eh? oh yeah and uh he nail he put that out and he was proud of himself. Yeah. What I like the best, my favorite ad so far was the Dan Brennan Better Help Read, because he just continued, like didn't understand it was a commercial at all. <laughs> and just started like uh yeah. like telling stories through it like that weren't letting me do this the read. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um that so I like I kinda like that the best. And um Mike's was the one when Mike's was strong where yeah. Mike uh where I said that first question and Mike was like nope, nope. no need <laughs> no help. need for this product <laughs> at all <laughs> it was like what you're not supposed to do that anyway that was mm-hmm. those are my those are kind of the best what's nice about these internet ads is that you can read them and and uh or you don't have like most of them get the fact that we're not conventionally professional mm-hmm. like that we're a bunch of jackass bumblefucks and um so they say, like, just make it your own. As long as you kind of hit the marks, I think they're cool. But you can still kind of fuck around with it, and they're not going to, like, give you shit about it or whatever. Yeah. Because they realize that uh, I think what people who are paying money for podcast ads now are realizing is that um, when you get a regular con- – like, if you watch regular TV, for example, right, uh, it doesn't seem like real life when you watch it. It's, <laughs> it seems like a bunch of – people pretending to be a version of a person that doesn't exist. You know, yeah. I have a headache.
0: I have Tylenol.
1: Yeah. It's like all bullshit. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you hear like a podcast, it's people being for the most part, co- uh, some version of real, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, uh, uh, so
0: they talk real and then the advertisements sound real and then people can relate to them. And then of- they
1: actually form like when a person like people listen to this show, they think they know me like they I've met people and they like they think they talk to me like we've been friends for a long time and I don't know them, mm-hmm. you know and then uh, so people really do think they make it so they they know you and then they may then they trust you in some way like it I think that I would get more people that would actually uh, if they needed a product would trust my opinion of a product than um George Clooney Yeah, or some infomercial dude who looks like he's full of shit or whatever. You know, the people that you hire or whatever. Mm. If you kind of like, because you're vetted, you spent like hours listening to me. So you kind of think you know me, that you don't think I'm going to lie. Right. Which I find out, this is my last last therapy session. I'll tell you guys about this. I know I don't like talking about this stuff very often, but fuck, sometimes it's a little fucking, like, uh, you realize, like, I spent my whole life like doing this thing and I, and then they tell you something in one of the sessions and you're like, ah, I don't have to do that anymore. Like I'm mm. done with that. And it's like such a relief. I kept a secret since I was probably like eight or nine years old. I didn't tell anybody like, um, uh, you know, and like you think you move past it. Cause you're like, I'm not kid anymore. Like, uh, I'm over all that stuff. Right? right. But, uh, then you were like, well, you know what? I still think about it all the time. So then you are like, I never told anybody. I think about it all the time. I'll give it a try. I'll tell this guy or whatever. Whoo! It's crazy. Like it's like number one. You don't uh, really. Um, one, you like, like you. It's emotional. Like you, you hold the secret for so long, and then you tell somebody who doesn't care. Like really, <laughs> they don't. They're not going to care. They don't know any of the people. They don't know. Yeah. Like you are just another person. They've heard a lot crazier shit from. Cra- crazier people like you know so like they don't care but but it's like such a relief that some stranger knows it just and then they can tell me like oh that's not that bad or whatever but then also when you say it out loud you're like oh i i understand now why i do a lot of these other things that i do because that thing fucked me up like Mm. it made me think differently about things like i it changed the way i look at people and i don't you know i i don't like certain things anymore like that that's why i can't like uh and uh, all, all of the behaviors that you have kind of makes make a little bit more sense because yep. you're like i really hang hung on to this thing long enough that it that it may it changed my whole everything it's not holding you hostage anymore yeah yeah that and and because uh, i was a ki- I was a kid it made me react like i was like i was scared so like i was like hiding i had to crunch up into a ball and like hide because if someone found me mm-hmm. at that moment like i would be in big trouble right so uh at least i thought i would have been in big trouble because i was uh i saw something i wasn't supposed to, like i was like high i was like a sneaky little kid right <laughs> so i got my i i ended up uh witnessing a horror <laughs> 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 i was gonna laugh I'll call it that yeah but i witnessed a horror and then you're like uh You don't, you think it's like just, ah, you know, that's a long time ago, but it's weird though. We talk that stuff out and then you're like, a lot of times the guy doesn't even say nothing. He just goes like, uh, well, uh, what do you like? How does that make you feel? Or what do you think about that? Or or, This is how they start. This is kind of bitching about therapy, which the commercial is over anyway. (laughs) But, um, but like, this is how every therapist starts a therapy session. They go. Mm-hmm. this smile and nod at you and wait for you to say something. Right. They don't say nothing. And then you have to like pretty much, if you don't have a plan when you go into therapist, like, like if you don't have to like, if you're not like, don't have something you're, you want to deal with, then you're going to get nothing. Right. But you, because you have to go in there like, and say something to the guy. And then the guy reacts to what you say or like prods you into the, the answer. Yeah. You gotta be honest. You can't say what you think he wants to hear or she wants to hear either. Like, no. you gotta be pretty open. Yeah. And I get kinda like snappy a little bit sometimes with mine because I like the last time he was like telling me this thing that he already told me. Well I'm like I already paid for that. Like I'm not gonna pay twice for it. Yeah. Right? Like a, like so like a don't tell me something that you already told me, I already fucking know that. You gotta tell me something new. Or I can't I I can't pay you no more. Yeah. Otherwise somebody else got new stuff for me, you know. That's what I think. But anyways. You have to really self-direct it because they're, they're meant to, I think, react. And then it's weird at work because then it kind of, like, draws shit out of you. And then you kind of answer your own questions. And th- and then you – you know what I mean? Like, they're not yeah. really – I think you kind of have to figure it out for yourself at the end of the day. I don't think these guys really do anything other than kind of, like, lead you to the answer. Yeah. And, and then you have to come up with it yourself to buy in, I think. Because if, if someone tells you what the answer is to solve all your problems – You'll be like, "Yeah, how does this fucking guy know?" Yeah, right. He doesn't know me. But if you say, "I know what I got to do to solve my problems," then it's probably going to work, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, I went a few years back after the uh, after I split with mm-hmm. my, my ex wife, and I went a few times, and it's it's dead on what you said.
1: Yeah, he just sits there and waits for you.
2: You already know the fucking answers. They just
1: guide you that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes it's like like this thing. I was like, I had two problems, right? I was like, I got to talk to you about this problem. And I want to, uh, I've been keeping a secret for like my whole life. So I was like, I'll tell you that. And then, uh, and then he goes, uh, well, the reason you have this problem is because of this fucking secret. Well, that seems kind of tidy, doesn't it? <laughs> like the one thing you just heard about, how is that the answer when you just heard about it? I, I, I didn't have to tell you. If I tell you a new story next week, that's going to be the answer to it. I bet. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess there, but it does kind of make sense. You start thinking about it more and you're like, yeah, it does make sense because like, because I was crawled up into a ball in the story. Mm -hmm. uh, And like, I thought I was going to get in trouble. Like my instinct then became that when there was a time where you were like scared, you shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you shut down as your reflex, especially on a farm, like growing up on a farm, you think your dad's just going to be cool with it? <laughs> and Mr. Shutdown. Like you're going to be like, go back to fucking work. Yeah. You know? And so like you get yelled at enough for that sort of stuff. And you learn to your conscious mind's got to force against the impulse to shut down, you know? And then that's why I, I'm an angry, uh, cause I have to force it like with will, right. You know, to do that. My brother, my brother this is what i think about will and our family my brother paul's got more will than anybody i've ever met in my life he's afraid of heights he builds houses he's up on fucking high roofs all the time and i know how scared he is of heights because i see it in his he can't hide his nose his nostrils flare mm-hmm. when he's scared like he pretends he likes uh, rides at um amusement parks i know this is feedback by the way but i don't oh yeah but i don't care I did the commercials, and everyone's supposed to give us feedback. It's all right, Kev. That's all right. I snuck that one, and I didn't even know I was saying it. That first one, the second one, I just did it again to see if you're still—if you gave up on it that quick. (laughs) You're better. (laughs) So, uh, but um, I know we're in that segment, but uh, uh, who cares? We did the commercials, and people haven't been really saying a bunch of stuff. But Mike really liked the one last week. Uh, about the leaves but that's the only thing i got and i thought last week we put a little thing out but the weather's nice and we're in summertime and that's how it goes so uh what was I saying uh i said talking about your brother and being my brother being afraid of heights yeah he's afraid of heights he's he's scared and he still goes up there all the time and does this for a living like he doesn't stop doing it. Like he forces himself to go up even though he's scared. It's got to be exhausting to do that. And he, he cause when, when you are truly scared of heights, your fucking feet are heavy when you climb a ladder. Like you don't want to go up anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. And your brain's working extra hard too.
1: <laughs> your brain's telling you everything you can do not to do it. And my brother still fucking climbs that ladder and you can see how hard it is for him, you know, like uh, because he doesn't want to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's kind of like what, it's what it's what it seems like that what like it it was like it's like that's why i figured out it was like like it was like shutting me down and i my conscious brain willed me to go against the what the body and brain was telling you to to shut down yeah anyways interesting because it's not something that i care about at all the incident that that i kept as a secret it's like i don't have a problem with it it's not a it's not a like uh, something I like have to resolve or anything like that. It's like ancient shit, but it formed my brain at that critical time that this is how you react that this is. Yeah. So it's not about like punishing old. I thought it was going to be like, that's why I always was reluctant to talk to anyone about my childhood or anything like that. Cause like who the fuck cares about my childhood? It's like a million years ago. And like I'm not that person and whatever, you know, like none of the people in the in the stories would be the same people today, you know. Right. <clears throat> so why what what good does it do digging up the past, I'd always think. But then you realize oh it it's it forms your like values and your opinions and all that stuff, and then it kind of makes you act a certain way and then judge people a certain way because you have these like preconceived notions that were formed when you were a kid and you're taking in information unfiltered from everyone around you. And it, uh, a lot of times you take in a lot of bullshit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. We you really think about it. Do you ever meet a person and you think they're like complete assholes? And then you kind of get to know them a bit and you kind of realize, Oh, I understand why they're yep. an asshole. And then you don't care anymore. Yep. Do you ever do that? Yep. You're like, go. I get it. Yeah. You're like, <clears throat> and you just kind of see them differently. You got a little perspective. Even when we went on vacation with Murr, right? Because we only would get together with Murr in, like, social settings. and Or, I'm sorry, i sorry, shouldn't say me because you, you have a different... but if, For me, at least. I only saw him at, like, fucking Doe's weddings, like, when he was playing with the band or whatever. I wouldn't see him, like, just, like, on a for an entire week to see the full spectrum of Murr, you know? Yeah. I would just see one little version <laughs> of him. And, to be honest, it wasn't his best version most of the time. So, it was... <laughs> maybe... <laughs> But uh, then we spent a week with him at your wedding, and uh, we both were amazed that we, yeah. we liked him a lot more.
2: I was completely fucking floored <laughs> of the version that we got. It was fucking amazing.
1: If you would have put money that me and you were going to spend a week with Myrrh, are we going to like him more or less at the end of that week? I think we would have both probably bet a significant amount of our life savings that we would probably never want to see him again. Yeah. Definitely right? never travel with him again. Yeah, okay. but, but it, it, quite the opposite. Yeah, I would travel with the with Murr and his wife anytime they asked me. They were they were terrific travel yep. companions. That's funny.
0: I wondered like if you guys had apprehension, even like like oh no, oh we totally did. Like Murr's coming. Uh oh. We we what's, what's this going to be? Yeah,
1: and we said we, we had heard
2: we had heard stories. Yeah, and I think. I think that kind of set us up but uh yeah he was fucking he was golden huh. all week.
1: Yeah, we even sat, went up to the, in the pool one time and just said, "Yeah, we weren't expecting this." And he goes, "Do you think I'd still have a wife if it was like that all the time?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be like that all the time like just a legend. I'm blowing off, keep... Oh, boo. I'm blowing off steam he says. Just a legend that he's got to keep going. Yep. I like how the yep. fact that – I do like how the fact that you don't even have to know the guy. You just know his name is Murr. That's kind of like half – you know half of it right there, right? Yep. That's the kind of nickname they don't give a boring guy. You're not Murr if you're just a guy that's not a, not like going to be the subject of conversation. Yeah, I've, know? Never,
0: I've never even
1: met him or seen him before. What, but,
0: wow. A picture. Tonight was the first yeah. time i ever seen him.
1: Oh yeah. You don't have to, you just know, you just know, it's like saying, uh, Bill Brasky. you know, like what's that? You know, Bill Bra- We, when I used to this, I used to do this thing when I was working at, um, the, I, the bank, I remember we go to these conferences every year and I remember I do these things, uh, when I was shooting the shit with people cause I make them laugh. We talk about all, I would tell stories about all the old managers that were there, uh, in the company. Cause like. They were all these old guys that like started with like, they would tell these stories that when they started, they were uh, all their bosses were like people right out of the army, because like the army was like, uh, um, like the they, the war was just over, and then the 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 people that were in the army that didn't die, they uh, they needed a job, so they just like say, okay, you're a manager at the bank or whatever, like a government <laughs> bank. You're you good know? with people, and so uh, they. Uh, <laughs> They would have all these like army people and there's no women in the workplace, right? So it was a bunch of dudes, army guys running this place. They didn't make any money. They lost money every year and they, uh, and they would just go boozing Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they would tell all these like wild boozing stories. And then when women started working at the the bank, they all fucked them Mm. like they, (laughs) and then even when I started. Cause not, were still like, those guys were still fucking everybody and you'd go to conferences and you'd see them all sneaking away, banging everybody, all the senior like manager people. And then like, we'd all be like the new guys would be like, what the fuck? Like, is this what happens? What's HR going to do about this? And then like when I left, no one was fucking anyone, you know, like that was all old stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I would do these, uh, impressions in the hot, I, There was, this big communal hot tub thing. I remember one time I'm in this communal hot tub and I'm like doing these impressions of these old guys, who are like telling stories. And the one guy's name actually was—I don't care because it's a nickname—but his name was Womper Thompson, hey? <laughs> okay? Which is like that's the best name for telling stories because you're yeah. like—I was always when I was telling the stories, I was always like, "Yeah, me and Whopper Thompson were in <laughs> Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan for a conference." Oh, fuck, we we were two, you know, three sheets of the wind when. Fucking wamper walks a hooker, you know, and then uh, he would be murdering whores and, you know, like, uh, you know, he, they would, uh, they like fought a hobo. And, you know, I was doing all these stories in the pool, with the Wamper Thompson, who's a real guy at the conference, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the hot tub with his head down. <laughs> no, but one of the, one of the managers, I didn't know this, but he was like right behind me the whole time. And he kept like inching closer and closer to because he was eavesdropping on the waiting for his name to come up. Yeah, he was too new. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't one of the old school guys. And he was laughing too, even though he's a fucking drip. And he was really dry guy. Like he was a cock, total cock. This guy, I quit on him twice. The same dude. <laughs> I quit from that place twice, and I, it was the same guy. I quit on both times, and it made me happy to quit on him because he's such a dick. And he kept saying to me all the time, Pete, I don't know why you don't like me. I like you just fine. You know? And I'm like, um, um, how can you tell? I don't like you. Like I had no idea he knew. Hmm. And I'm like,
0: uh, maybe he just wanted you to say why he didn't, like he didn't know, but he wanted you to say something like
1: why he didn't. Yeah. You know what happened the first time I was, I knew I was going to quit the first time. Right. He was my boss. And so I was having this performance review, you know? And, uh, so, I thought this is a long time ago. this is like ninety nine I think and uh I had this little tape recorder thing, and I thought I could tape my performance review, get him fired up, so he would say something like oh embarrassing, then I would just take the the clip and I would be able to put it on like a sound bite, and I could email it to different people in the company of him telling me to go fuck <laughs> myself or whatever you know <laughs> that was my plan, yeah. So I knew because me and him had a kind of a rocky relationship and I was going to be agitating him. So because I, I didn't care if I got fired or I was going to quit anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I put this tape recorder in my pocket. I hit record. Right. And I go in and I start doing my thing. Right. I'm trying to get the guy um, fired up. And uh turns out every time I try, the guy just fucking handles it like beautifully <laughs> he's saying exactly the right things and uh me and him end up having a real nice conversation and he's kind of diffused me and uh you know i'm kind of maybe even thinking maybe i don't even have to leave and then all of a sudden out of nowhere i hear click it, click it, click it, click 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 the <laughs> tape was done in my pocket and the tape recorder just started clicking because it was at the end of the tape and he's going like what is that sound what is that sound you know a yeah, bad hip, and I'm like, I, I don't know, but I'm I reach into my I reach to the side of my pants, you know, to like, and I hit the I'm trying to hit stop, but I hit uh, oh no play and fast forward at the same time, so it goes like that, like you can hear that in my pocket, and I just like jerk my head around, like what the heck is you know, <laughs> is that I don't know where that tape is, but it still exists. going to me boring though? Because the guy ended up being nice the whole time. It was terrible. I didn't do anything with it. Still, the story goes over well because people think people have retold that story. Like people that I I would be at that company because then I went back to work for them again and I would be at like at another conference and they would tell me um, uh, like I would introduce myself to some people. And you're like, are you the guy that took the tape recorder in? And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Is that true? I'm like, yeah, I did that. And then (laughs) it's nice to know that I'm part of folklore at that place now, right? That they could just tell stories. You know what he did? I know when I first left, everybody was, uh, when I first quit that job, I, uh, I would go back once in a while to visit him. this one guy is like, uh, you're like a folk hero around here, eh? You're the guy that left, you know, you're the guy that got out. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't just, you, you can, you, in your mind, I rode off into the sunset, but what you didn't see was like, once I crossed the horizon, I just like shit my pants and cried <laughs> myself to sleep. Like I and it didn't turn out as good as you think. Don't make me a hero. <laughs> Wonder if your name's
0: like in a training manual.
1: <laughs> what not to be, or or like, make sure you check for audio, audio recording equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first thing they do in a performance room. Remember this guy. Th- make sure this guy doesn't pat help. him down. Yeah, pat him down. Yeah, and then we well, You think this is ridiculous? But we cite the case of Van Dyke versus <laughs> yeah. the, the Van Dyke clause <laughs> in the uh, yeah. yeah. That's great. I would take that gladly. Um, there's a bunch of things I think would be – there's a bunch of rules they probably made indirectly because of me, I would say. there's a. I would say if you're an employer out there and your employee is, um, is like a, always a problem, mm-hmm. they, they don't want to be there. You <laughs> should probably give them a mercy firing. You shouldn't try and change them? Uh, No, even if, even if they're uh, making you money and everything like that, believe me, they're costing you more by like completely uh, poisoning the minds of every other employee there. (laughs) Have you ever been that guy, Wes?
2: Oh yeah, I think so.
1: Are you that guy now? I might be. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to be that guy because like, uh, I just like, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there so much, you know? Like, this is ridiculous. The whole fucking thing is ridiculous. Like, I, this is a terrible place. I didn't want to be this, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. under what circumstances I <laughs> end up being this, you know? And um, there were some people who were so happy to be there, too. And I couldn't understand it. And and uh, now I understand that other people, there are people that like their jobs, eh? Like, I you,
2: enjoy mine at times.
0: Do you like your job? I don't mind it. But I think that there's people whose jobs are their identity. That's a big difference. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I think, eh? Like, I don't think my, my job's my identity. I don't mind going there, but... Right,
1: but it's as good as any
0: other job. Yeah, that's not who I am. Right, yeah. But some people are like, I'm Joe the lawyer, and
1: yeah, yeah always yeah. Joe the lawyer, or whatever the job is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was never that person either. Like, I, I always... my One of my pet peeves is when you meet a person, and they're like, uh, so what do you do? Like right off the bat, yeah. I'm like, what is the fuck does that matter? You know, like, what is it? What do I do? Even when I had it, even when I was proud, it we're not proud. But even when I had, to, you know, like an easy answer, that would be like, still, why would I want to talk about work? I'm not at work. You know, yeah. I don't. I like I'm the reason I'm not. I'm not here. Is what I, we're not going to go there. Isn't only it? only deal with
0: that shit when they pay me. A great one on vacations, right? You meet somebody, yeah. and they're like, so what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, good. Yeah, even doc- about
1: work. doctor's appointments too, they they always want to ask you what you do for work. And I'm like, I have enough to worry about right now. Now you're putting me back thinking of work, you know?
0: I like when a doctor tells you you slept on it wrong. <laughs> really? Yeah, you're like, oh, your neck hurts. Well, I think you slept on it wrong. I'm like, I've been sleeping for a good 45 years, more, 47. I got it figured out.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about I-
0: you diagnose what's really wrong?
1: <laughs> yeah, because like... Uh, Sleeping involves a lot of just, like, lying there. Yeah, I'm doing that wrong. <laughs> like, uh, you suck at closing your eyes and laying there. Could it be maybe the fucking uh, there's a bone sticking out of my neck or some nerve or something? Can't yeah. you look more at the body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know my friend said he went there with a sore neck. And the doctor uh, said, I'm going to give you a prescription. And then he drew a picture of a pillow. And he said, you could get a better pillow. Ah. And I'm like, was he a good enough drawer that it looked like a pillow? Because I can't picture a doctor if you're gonna, it's gonna look a rectangle. Well, they can barely write. Yeah, you look at a prescription. I thought, I thought it was a long shot. This guy could fucking draw a good pillow mm. and make you know what it is. I bet you he drew the thing and then wrote beside it, "pillow," yeah. with an arrow to it for them that story to work.
0: I don't think I could draw a good pillow. Why It'd just not? be a rectangle or Yeah, it's a hard thing to draw? It's indi- in it.
1: it's indiscriminate unless you're good at three D drawings, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we have to get to um we have to get to uh the end of the show, if I think. Talk about your wiener a little bit. Don't we? Yeah. We have to figure out why how I got poison ivy on my wiener. Now, I know Kevin has a guess, Wes. Do you have a guess? On how I um
2: know? Yeah, I got like the first thing that came to mind. I I figured you were wandering through your forest and had to take a leak and got attacked by fucking squirrels.
1: Oh. Squirrels?
2: And they f- they knocked you down. Oh, <laughs> and uh right into a patch of poison ivy.
1: Oh. And I so I'm going to tell you this is a I'm allow you to change your guess because I'm giving Kevin information. So if you wanted to change it at any time, I'm going to say that would will be fine. But I'm going to say certain elements of your story seem like you're in the ballpark of it. Uh, um, wrong animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, and uh, um, but uh, and you're missing a uh, yeah, you're missing a few still a few still key elements in there. But you're kind of in the ballparky. Kevin, what about yours?
0: Mine did involve the forest as well, but I thought you were trying to recreate your dick fart and you were spinning around in the forest, trying to recreate the dick fart, pants down and came in contact with
1: some poison ivy somehow. So I was trying to use it like a wind sock, like, like spinning around, trying to grab air into the, the hole through like by through spinning it. Well, that's better than what I thought, but yep. uh, (laughs) I didn't get that far, but yeah, I
0: guess you had to get air in there.
1: Yeah, in order to fart, you got to put air in the dick hole and then blow the air out to fart. Yeah. Wes, man, it's fucking funny, man. I was. Like, I just to go back to the Dick Fart story. Like, I was traumatized and then was laughing <laughs> and so happy and proud of myself that I just farted out of my dick hole. Yeah. Like, who's ever even heard of that? No. And I just did it. Like, I, I was. I was fucking giggling all the way to my car. That one might be like a, oh, you did that in private though, didn't you? I was the only one there. To, no one even ah, fucking believe bad. it. And I'm trying to, I, first time I saw my dad after that, I was like, hey, you got a camera up your, your dick hole, right? Did you have a dick fart afterwards? And he, No. <laughs> he might have though. He, yeah, he might have. And either he wouldn't admit it or he didn't hear it.
0: Oh, there's yeah, that possibility. I thought maybe
1: just being like, nah, it didn't happen. But inside he's like, Oh my god, you did too. That would be fucking bullshit if he did that to me. Because <laughs> number one, if you can't get an honest answer for your dad, who can you get an honest answer from? And uh what's he ashamed of with the dick fart? That is nothing to be ashamed of, man. That is something to be proud
0: of. It could be like a Van Dyke thing. Oh
1: yeah, it could be. Or I have a fucking floppy urethra. Or like, I got like lips on my, on my, <laughs> on my dick. Wall. I got little lips on my dick wall. I was like, and then they make the, you should send Paul in for one and see how he fares. <laughs> yeah, I would send him in for one. If I, if, if any of the, the urologists were taking my, uh, what do you call it when you referrals, but they do not accept my referrals. No, there. they don't. No. no? I referred my brother there for years. (laughs) No, he hasn't said nothing. It's a little, like, Wes, do you think it's a little crazy how um, decimated the old Dutch Hall crew has become?
2: Yeah. uh, Mike was asking me if I'd seen Polly lately, and I'm like, no, I I think it's been well over a year. Yeah, well over a year. And And I haven't seen Charters and...
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah forever, and like Char's got health problems, and Paul's back's all fucked up. Yeah, I haven't seen
2: Steve in a year.
1: I haven't seen. I bet you I haven't seen Steve in a year too. Steve in a year. I hear he's got a shaved beard. Oh, not really? not shaved, but like short, short beard and a job, like a real job.
2: Really? Yeah. Good for him.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Everything's changed. One time one time the band will get back together i think so and uh, and at that time uh i'm not sure if they'll ever get back together actually the whole band like, No, not ev- the whole not the whole everybody all together i don't know it's still hard to do man it's like weird how that co- there was the break and then covid was like a clean clean break and then everything's just, just like it was just a uh, It'll be different. The core—I don't know what—I don't know what'll happen with that group. It'll be—it'll be interesting, though. To, to see,
2: I could see four of us
1: playing again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could probably only see three. <laughs> I don't know. It, it. I don't know. We'll see. It's—it's—it's a. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's hard near. to tell. I don't know because I don't even know. Because sometimes when you don't talk to somebody for like a year, you're like, well, maybe that person doesn't like me. And, uh, and if the, like, I don't know, I haven't talked to Steve. What if Steve and me, then, like, our, like, to me, me and Steve, last time we spoke or in our last dealings with one another, were great. I didn't have any problem. Yeah. Like, there was no problems between us. But then there's been a year where I haven't talked to the dude. I used to see him every day. And, uh, so I'm like, well, if that's the case, then maybe, like, maybe I did something. Maybe, uh, you know, like, he's got a narrative that he's put on something. Or maybe I've, I'm have i just worrying about nothing, and he's yeah. just going on with his life. You know, like, I don't know. I haven't talked to the guy at all. So, like, it may, maybe it's all for nothing. So, Steve, I'd put in the, a question mark. And then uh, Charter's, uh, God bless him. I hope he gets better. Yeah, me too. Because it sucks, man guys dealing with that shit you know you know people shouldn't have to deal with a lot that crap with it. there's enough to deal with anyways these kids are fucking hilarious it's so funny having them down because they love this guy the, this robot i was playing all those catholic clips and they're and they were <laughs> like cackling in here all of them yeah it's funny man those kids are funny makes me laugh because uh they, they'll get like it's more I, if I'm ribbing on their dad like they're all in they're like they're like all all in <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great audience hey eh? they're like the best audience yeah <laughs> and it was so nice to see them we were probably a year without seeing them you know and we, we were like we would go to like uh, it would be like all Dave's um, like uh, like his like all his wife's brothers and sisters and they have like six of them in that family and then his brother and his parents and his wife's parents, they would for every birthday party, um, they're all there plus me and my family, like me and me and Jane and our kids, right? So like for Dave's kids, like they call us Uncle Pete and Aunt Jane, and they like uh, we 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 were at everything. Like they didn't they couldn't tell why we were like why weren't we at the their Christmas, for example, you know? Like, oh yeah, because yeah. they were like. Why aren't they here? Because they they're part of the family too. But uh, it's just because we weren't, uh, we were just friends, you know, or we're just because we were friends that we would be invited, right? So, like, to go a year, because then during the pandemic, you're like, you just see your immediate family. You don't see the friends, you know? So, those kids, like, uh, that's the longest I've ever been without seeing them, you know? I, we miss each other. Yeah, like, it was uh, it was kind of nice to see them again, yeah. you know? A lot of stuff like that. It's bullshit man Who do you What do you think's changed You What do you think The stupidest thing you did During the Pandemic so far Like did you get into anything That you're like I never thought I'd get into that And I got super into this
2: No not really
1: Did you You did renovations
2: Did renos I fucking Did you bake bread I hated them before
1: And I hate them now (laughs) (laughs) Did you um, did you bake bread? No. That your Reno hatred has got to... Your dad does that, doesn't he? Yes. So that's got to be part of I've, it. I've that's hated one of those it
2: since a kid. So yeah, you're yeah. Just helping. Yeah, voluntold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up! You're coming with me. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Did you bake bread? No.
2: No, I. Uh, I think the one thing I get it, I really got into is fuck. I take care of my grass now. Oh yeah, I fucking love my grass. Oh yeah, not a weed. Well, I try not to. Yeah, but uh,
0: nice thick lush grass. Yeah, I
2: water it a couple times a day and oh, some dude. fertilizer on there. It is fucking nice.
0: I, I, I I'm
1: with you on that one. What were you, Kevin? Have you been your lawn program increased?
0: Uh, backyard, yeah. Front yard, not so much. Right but, close to a
1: school, so the dandelions are just out of control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had my dandelion holocaust this year. Went out. It was a a ground attack, which is one of those, like, stabbing in the ground, pull it out by the roots thing. I had, like, wheelbarrows and wheelbarrows full of dandelions. Thousands of dandelions I took out this year. It made a huge difference, though. My yard is really coming around. And I just planted a whole bunch of grass to fill in all my weak spots. And uh, not all of them, but what I had enough topsoil for. I've been doing the same thing, West man. My yard, like at my front hill, I can't really see it, but my neighbors can, and they call it the sand hill because the grass always dies, and it just I I run up with my lawnmower and it just spins up sand, but I don't see it because it faces my neighbors, so I don't care. I forget yeah, that about doesn't it. Doesn't matter. But they see it, so they they always say how unsightly it is. This year, fuck, I nursed that thing back to health, man. I really, really appreciate it. And my garden, I've been going crazy with the garden, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, do you have a garden? Uh,
2: not not for food. We got our flower gardens.
1: Oh, yeah. But. Uh, do your chipmunk? do you have chipmunks that eat flowers?
2: No, we have chipmunks that eat our deck. Eat your deck? Yes. They're Ooh. fucking chewing on our, our deck boards, and it's sinking. So no. that's, that's got to come up this year.
1: My parents would. Uh, they told me that there was. Uh, they would like just put like a, like a broom handle or something like that over a bucket of water, and they put some peanut butter on the middle of the broom handle, or something. Oh
2: yeah, I've done that for for mice.
1: And the chippies just fall in. Yeah, and You put like mo-
2: a pop can on the handle. And oh, is that how you do it? The in. pop can, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and then they'd spin into the water.
2: Yeah, I've caught like fucking hundreds of mice. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. gross. <laughs> I was dumping the bucket, and it was just like wet, fucking mice. Just thump, 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 thump. just oh. piles of them. Mm.
1: Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Because it's is it is. fucking gross. Yeah, oh. I hate mice. where's <laughs> is rats, man. Rats. are. Yeah, uh, those ones, Those rats are like they're not. They don't give a shit, man. They don't. They're not afraid of you. Nope. They have their own program going on. They're super smart. They're they're frightening. My my, I, my parents had rats at one point in time. Um, they got into the bird food or something like that. Like, holy crap. They were brazen. Yep. And enormous.
0: See that documentary in New York where they put a, found one and put a, well, found one, but they put a camera on a mouse or a rat and just watched this thing throughout the day
1: when it would go into like below buildings and stuff and all the other rats is insane. Yeah, it's In cr- like New York or something, there's yeah. more rats than people. And they'll say, like, they'll take down buildings, and in the walls, there'll be like shelves where the rats have put stuff. And, like, they, they're very organized. Mm. The, these, uh, one time my sister, like, this is when my niece was like a baby. So it was like 20 years ago. And, uh, my sister calls up, uh, and, and says she, there's a rat in her baby's nursery, you know? Because they lived uh, on this farm that they were using for ginseng, and then they use they were sp- sp- spreading the straw, and I guess the, oh, a rat got in the house or whatever. So my dad and me go over there to like uh, try to kill this rat, mm-hmm. um, which we we didn't not, we didn't really know what we were doing. So we walk in the house and literally my I pick up like a broom, like that's just sitting in my sister's house. I pick up like a broom handle, like I'm gonna kill with a broom handle. My dad picks up a crowbar. And then (laughs) (laughs) we go and, like, searching through the house to try to find this thing. And we find it, like, it was like E.T., like, in with the stuffed animals and shit, you know? Like Oh, yeah. Oh, so gross. And then uh, my dad cornered it and then clubbed it with that (laughs) foot. Yeah. uh, They scream, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was brutal, man. It was really... The worst of raccoons, man. I think I've told this story before about that. I heard a raccoon... These old farmers like like, stabbed this raccoon with a pitchfork and then they hollered for their friend to go get a gun. And then he was sitting there for like 20 minutes with a fucking uh, pitchfork and a raccoon pressed against the side of this barn. And the raccoon's just screaming. It sounds like a child like screaming. It was brutal, man. Like it was the stuff nightmares are made of. Hmm. Terrible, terrible. And then the guy came and shot it and then chucked it off the second story and it hits the cement. That's the thing is uh, I tell my stories, these kind of stories to my kids, and they always say it's uh, trauma, and I'm like, what? <laughs> just like, how we grew up. <laughs> that's not trauma. That's just what happened. Yeah. There was a, there was raccoons in there, and they're all in this haymow. Like, you had to get rid of them. I you can't got, think of how many snakes I killed with a hoe. Oh yeah. And my mom was deathly afraid of them. She's like, get it. <laughs> so that's oh, what yeah? you did. You sliced it in half of the hoe and threw it in the road. You know what I can't kill? Really big or nice animals. Like, I mean, even if it's a, like, if it like today I saw a beetle in the pool. It was like, it had like, looked like almost like a scorpion, kind of had the two like pointy things on the top. And the thing was fucking huge. It was an enormous beetle. Couldn't believe how big it was. And like, you should normally, it, like, that would just be the like, kill it. But I was like, I can't kill this. It's like a specimen. You just helped it out. Yeah, I just put it in the garden, and then uh, the um, same thing with spiders. I've been in my heater. I found uh, I was pulling up, open the heater to clean it out, and there was this enormous furry fucking, I think wolf spider or something like that. But it was it was huge. Yeah, and I'm like, this thing is gorgeous. You know, I can't kill it. It's it's like probably old. And it's like they don't usually live this long. It's like a good specimen. Like I don't want yeah. I don't wanna kill it. It's nice. Plus you don't want it to rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's only daddy long legs. Oh, I it? didn't know that. Yeah, I think uh, so. I but doesn't work. That's not true. No. Not in July, it doesn't work. No. That's for sure. I tried that a lot as a kid. It killed a lot of those fuckers. Yeah, just to get out of irrigating. Get out of irrigating, yeah. yeah. It's terrible work. Mm. Anyways, you want to know the truth about how I got, uh, poison ivy on my dick? Uh, the truth, (laughs) the true story of how I got poison ivy on my dick is, uh, is that, uh, my yard, Mm -hmm. um, it's a lonely, it's lonely during the pandemic and, uh, and, um, you know, like sometimes your wife, you know, she doesn't, uh. You know, she doesn't even want to be around you so much after spending so much time with you, let alone like, uh, be with you in the marital way, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, after a long time of loneliness, sometimes, uh, sometimes anything can look attractive to you. Even a, even a chipmunk hole in the ground. Oh. Right. This explains your fetish with your grass. <laughs> <laughs> it does I think those fuckers <laughs> were sick of me disrupting their home. <laughs> 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 they, they fucking booby trapped it. Oh, <laughs> that's what I think happened. I'm not sure though. Four of them sitting back in the hole laughing. Yeah, it could be. It could be the chipmunk call. It could be, uh, you know. Fucking anything that I've been fucking on the ground, really. Or a nice <laughs> tree with a knot hole in it? Yeah, really. Could be from, you know, putting your dick in anything really will give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> anything of nature. Yeah. If you put your dick in something of nature, there's a good chance you could get poison ivy. It's a risk you're going to take. Mm-hmm. And so, who can really say what gave me poison ivy on my dick? But... uh I think it's a chipmunk hole. Anyways, uh, that's it. That's it for it. And uh, if you do get chip, uh do get poison ivy on your dick. Remember, don't scratch it. And uh, moisturize, moisturize until you feel sleepy. Nature's <laughs> <laughs> <Major> sleeping pill. <laughs> <laughs> that's our advice for this week, everybody. And if you'd like to tell a friend to listen to our show, or you can support our Patreon dutch or uh, patreon.com slash dutch hall uh go to better help dot or sorry better help.com slash dutch hall for 10 percent off your first month there or you can go to live from the dutch and click on our amazon banner to do your shopping and help us out that way thank you to everybody who has done that and uh until next week Anything else you guys want to say? Oh, I have something to plug actually, but no one's ever going to get it at this end of the show. But I do have a live show <laughs> in Kitchener, Descendants Brewery, July the seventeenth. It's an outdoor show on the patio. I'm ha- happy to be booked at something. For fuck's sake, I'm yeah. so happy about it, you know. And uh, so we should be getting back to things should be getting back to normal this summer, and we'll start doing shows and it, there'll be more dates. I'm going to try to post them on my website. So you guys can find it there at com, And that's it. Until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday.